Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Boys and girls, children of all ages, ladies and gentle thems, welcome back over to Fightful. It is Saturday. It's your girl, Cresta Star. We've got a special guest. Rick is out of the country. Iridian's out of the country. And I'm here with Justin. Everyone give Justin a warm welcome and tell Justin how much you love him. Justin, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm, uh, it's a pleasure to be honored to do this. I'm glad I could fill in. Uh, if I look a little sweaty, I'm a little under the weather, but Collision was great, so I'm excited to talk about it. Heck yeah, I'm excited to talk about it with you. And thank you all so much for being here this Saturday night. It's time for Fightful. The best $5 in the business, the best $54 a year if you go ahead and subscribe. Get the scoops from us. You're going to get the scoops from us anyway. You might as well get the scoops from us directly from the sauce. Speaking of the sauce, Collision Tonight was a good show. Was a good show. A lot of Blue League Continental Classic tournaments. What were your thoughts overall? Sure. What should I call you? Should I call you Justin? What should I call you, sir? You should call me Justin. You can call me Justin. Right, Justin. I know most people know me as the Wrestling Classic. I'm the Wrestling Classic on Instagram and everywhere else. But uh, I, I'm used to Justin. I think everyone knows who Justin is now. So we're here. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what do you think of the show overall, Justin? I absolutely enjoyed it. I think uh, AEW's been hitting their stride with this Continental Classic tournament. I think uh, in terms of wrestling, they've been given a solid buffet of wrestling. I think today was a perfect example that we got a little bit of everything. And uh, overall, I enjoyed it. I think uh, I think there's a lot of storyline progression, too, with the video packages and segments as well, which we'll get into. 
Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and leave us a thumbs up. It helps us on the algorithm so more people will see us. Also, if you want to get your question or comments read on air, go ahead and leave us a super chat. It helps fund the channel. And if you want to get a little spicy, you can go ahead and leave us a humper chat over on humperchats.com. You put in any dollar amount, any comment amount, any comment amount, any comment, and we'll read it online to the best of our ability. If you want wrestling advice, we'll give it to you. If you want love advice, you'll get it, but I don't think you want it. So. <laughs> Let's Fair start off with enough. the opening bumper where they have all the wrestlers come out and only have two notes for this. Eddie Kingston does not like doing these. And why do y'all keep putting the camera in his face? He looks so disinterested, right? He always looks like, all right, I'll cut another promo. I know you guys think I'm a great talker. This is what I think. I love these intro promos. I love them since Collision started. I think they're really cool. I think it's a good way to hype you up for the big fights of the night. Um, but yeah, Kingston does not look like he enjoys these. <laughs> Kingston hates this. Um, and also, shout outs to Orange Cassidy for being a confused man at the end. It's like, I, I don't even know what this is. And you... <laughs> Everybody else every week says something substantial. Eddie Kingston every week is like, stop putting yeah. the camera in my face. Orange Cassidy's like, I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Tony. Khan. I think one of the best thing Orange Cassidy, I forget who he was feuding, but that point where he's like, I don't, and I don't have a catchphrase. And I always remember that because it's like, <laughs> Everybody Not- usually ends their promos with a catchphrase. I will say this about the Continental Classic, though. Um, I don't know if people have been checking them out uh, on social media, but the promos that these wrestlers that are involved in do, uh, they put on Twitter and Instagram after the fact, have been really good. Yeah, really passionate and really creative. And I think it's added a lot of more interest in me wanting to see these matches. Seeing like um, Brian Danielson cutting these promos where he's in Zen mode, and then he gets all you know saying these really evil like violent things but he's all zen and like the passion is coming from guys like swerve and daniel garcia and kingston so definitely check those out yes absolutely and we're gonna get our night started off right with our first super chat from carpe noctum i hope i said your name right d is for Liz dexia and that's what i've got first time popping in live fantastic episode tonight and two women's matches both substantial and building stories what have they done with tony while well, they he saw the show and me and Iridian threatening him, threatening him. Just let me bring up this. Every week, me and Iridian be like, it's 920. You know what time it is. It's a women's match. Now, we got two <laughs> women's matches tonight. I am notoriously soft. So the second women's match, this is me watching it. Like, oh, you lucky I got to you lucky I gotta come and talk about this later. But yeah. the matches were good. The matches were good were. tonight. And just like the overall stories for both matches were great. And like you even had more women with Tony and Mariah on there. And mm-hmm. I think uh, Collision this week showcased a lot, uh, women a lot better than we usually see on AEW personally. Yeah, absolutely. So our first match of the night is the Blue League Continental Classic Tournament match between Claudio Castagnoli and Andrade El Idolo. So I'm going to give you guys the main points. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me go ahead and hide current comments. I'm a professional, I promise. <laughs> so let's start with the main points. Andrade's gear tonight, chef's kiss, that blue-black-white combination, loved it. Also, the entire theme of the night was Nigel McGinnis wants to fight Brian Danielson because not two seconds into this match, Nigel McGinnis is complaining about Brian Danielson, who's not even in this match. He's a hater, and it's coming from that has Stokely Hathaway employed. Um, it was a power versus power match. Um, you have in the middle of the match where Claudio Castagnoli, Irish Rips, sorry, where Andrade El Idol, Irish Rips, Claudio Castagnoli, 
other way around. I promise I'm a professional. Tranquilo is the point I'm trying to make. Claudio dips on a pair of double knees that were going to be given to him from Andrade, and he ends up messing up his knee after that. Andrade then takes off the turnbuckle, and only for um, to get a two from a cascading powerbomb from Claudio Castagnoli. This match was power for power. At the end of the day, at the end of the match, we end up getting Yambag City. <laughs> and Andrade died. <laughs> cheated. Andrade cheated. That, that's, that's the long and short of it. Andrade cheated, but so has BCC. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, Justin, so far? I thought, didn't Claudio hit him with a little bit of a, a unique low blow at the end there as well to make sure he got the victory there? Because um, it, it seemed like... Oh, my apologies. I missed it up. Andrade oh, cheated oh. last week. Claudio yeah. defeated Andrade this week because they both they both are trying to cheat each other, but the rest yeah, went down. It, <laughs> it was it was a thing of cheating. So like this week we saw um, uh, Claudio hit like an, a unique low blow from like an atomic drop, mm-hmm. facing atomic drop, and uh, and 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 got the victory that way. But you know I, I found it very fascinating the fact that you know Blackpool Combat Club is all about you know pure wrestling and doing things the right way and the old school wrestling sound that you got these guys you know trying to up uh, Andrade at his own game and being like, oh, I can I can get one over on you as well. I like how they're toying with each other at the beginning a little bit. They're trying to, you know, there's a, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of uh, competition between the two, but uh, it, it was, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. I laughed when at the end, because I think about Andrade cheating, but I'm also thinking about Moxley cheating. And I think the hater of the year, Nigel McGinnis brought this up that Blackpool combat club for the past couple of matches They've been cheating. So I'm not mad at at Andrade for cheating, you know, last week because y'all are going to do the same thing. I also would be remiss if we don't talk about the superplex off the top rope that was reversed into the two amigos that was reversed again. This match was so good. It was. It was. It was a great opening match. It really set the tone for the rest of the night. Yeah. Like we said, um, Andrade got beat up. Because he got hit to the yam bags and got the, uh, an inverted gotch style pile driver. And Claudio Casagnoli with the Formioli wins. It was a good match. Watch it. If you didn't watch Collision tonight, watch it. They have a Gold League recap after that. And then we have Abaddon versus Jasmine Allure, who was already in the ring. The only note I have for this is... <laughs> does that bother you when they don't get an entrance? It does because it's okay. like... On the one hand, I understand local talent. Yeah. But on the other hand, damn, let me give me the illusion. <laughs> let yeah. me let yeah. me at least think that they're gonna win or something. The note I wrote was, "You've met with a terrible fate, haven't you?" Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Abaddon worked that poor girl. Abaddon gave that girl the right, the lefts. Oof, that match was over before you could say "hachu." <laughs> yeah. No, hundred percent. It was done. And I, I didn't expect anything less, but I yeah. was expecting what was coming next because we saw what happened last week, and I was looking forward to see the uh, follow up on that. Yes. Yeah, so afterwards, we get a post match blackout. Julia Hart comes out. Now, me and Iridian have been fantasy booking that instead of Julia Hart versus Abaddon, create House of Hart. Abaddon is, is like your Brody King to your uh malachi black like he is she's a um i'm sorry they are a big that's a big person that's a big person that's a solid piece you could totally have abaddon do that but instead 
Instead, Sky Blue comes out, the same Sky Blue that got her face spit on to go and help jump Abaddon. I cannot believe that they would jump them like that. Why would you do that? I could not believe it. I could not believe it. I feel it. like I've been waiting for it, and they were playing us like it wasn't going to happen. They had the two face each other in a triple threat. It's like maybe Sky's going to move away. We mm-hmm. saw Willow move away from the mist that mm-hmm. she got. So you're like, oh, so there is a there is a chance that you can fight against it and you can fight away from it. But we saw Sky continue to get darker. We saw Sky stomp on her hat mm-hmm. at uh, the last pay-per-view. Um, so I was waiting for it. I didn't think it was going to happen tonight. I thought, like many people maybe thought, uh, this was going to lead to, you know, just Julia versus Abaddon. And mm-hmm. maybe it'll be like a short rivalry that will go for a couple of weeks. But now you introduce that Sky Boots finally aligning herself with Julia. And uh, I do like the idea that you guys have with Abaddon being with them, even mm-hmm. still. Like, that could still happen, and there could be the three of them, and that could still be really cool. I can see that. Um, but I'll let you elaborate on what, what else happened, because it got even escalated more. So now we've got Julia Hart and Sky Blue jumping poor Abaddon. And Thunder Rosa says, I've had it. She runs off a commentary into the ring to jump to Abaddon's rescue. Ah, I am so excited. I love Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa and Sarita Deeb are two women I have been come back. And then to have Abaddon in that mix, I love this. I I love this. I love this. I love this. I love that we're getting seeing to see more of Abaddon. Happy, more than happy to see Thunder Rosa every day, seven days a week, eight days a Sunday, you know, see her uh, wrestling and coming off the commentary. I loved this segment. I wish that the match got more time, but the match was just a prelude to what it needed to be. What did you, what were your thoughts on Thunder Rosa? No, 100%. And I agree exactly with what you said. I think the match was just a vehicle to get to this segment and to let us sink our teeth into what was about to happen. I did not expect Thunder Rosa to run in there. I knew when they showed her on commentary um, the match earlier, I'm like, oh, cool. They're showing that mm-hmm. Thunder Rose is involved with Collision. She's doing commentary. I'm like, it's a little weird. We did see her like on the first episode of Collision back then kind of like knock on Tony's door. And we thought she was going to be a big part of Collision, but we haven't seen much of her on it. Um, when she ran out, there, I was like, I didn't, once again, like as much as I didn't actually see the Sky Blue thing happening tonight, I didn't see the Thunder Rosa thing happening tonight. And when I don't see things, see things coming, I just enjoy it so much more. And yes. uh, it's it's going to be an interesting situation to see, like you said, because now you got in my head. Like your whole idea of Abaddon being with Julia mm-hmm. in Sky is in my brain now. So I'm like, well, okay, that's cool that Thunder came to the aid of Abaddon. But can Thunder really trust Abaddon? Because she's also got that spooky thing going on. She fits with the other two. They like, you know, they, they got more in common with Abaddon than Thunder might have in common with Abaddon. So I saw Abaddon and Thunder next to each other. I'm like, these two things are not the same. How will they coexist? But we've seen odd couples in yeah. many other promotions, and even in this one, make it really work. MJF, Adam Cole comes to my mind, first of all, because who's going to shoot on who? And no one shot each other. Spy versus spy. Um, yeah. We do have a Humper chat from Bizarro Big L. Always supporting the channel. Thank you so much, Bizarro. Bizarro says, sup, y'all. We eating good this week. It's either the itis or the gout from all this meat. <laughs> Rosa comes back with the ladies division. Kicks off a bloody Latina Pulp Fiction street fight. Yes. Keith Lee looking scary. Yes. Nigel and Reg are always my favorite haters. All right. Not too much on Reg. Not too much on Righteous Reg, bro. He's, he's not a <laughs> hater without reason. 
Nigel McGuinness, no matter who was on screen, found a way to hate on Brian Danielson tonight. I, I, it's happening. It's ha- I think it's happening in Wembley, all in. It's Nigel versus Brian, and wrestling fans are going to rejoice everywhere, especially if you're an old school Ring of Honor fan and old school independent fan from the early 2000s. You're going to love it, um, and I'm I'm hoping that's what it's all leading to. It's it's the little nuggets that they're giving. It's like you know, yes. it's happened in the past, right? Like where people drop nuggets, and you know, like oh, maybe it's going to happen. When they create that anticipation, the payoffs just going to be extra sweet. That's how I felt. As controversial as we were upset. A lot of people were upset when Ric Flair was signed. But Ric Flair in the same promotion as Jay Lethal again? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and Nigel McGinnis is there? Yeah. That's, that's, that's free. Free real estate. Lives yeah. right free in my mind. <laughs> After that, we do have a backstage segment with the acclaimed and Renee. And honestly... Daddy ass was fired up. I don't know why he was fired up. He's like, you guys attacked us. You guys are clowns and the clown master. We're going to get you, MJF. But Max Caster's line when he said, MJF, we got beat up and you didn't even care. I don't even mess with you no more, man. I was like, you broke Max Caster's heart. And I normally do not like the acclaimed. And I know everybody loves the acclaimed, but that, uh, but also the promo from Anthony Bowen said, we're on a search and destroy looking for the Scooby-Doo villains. I cried. Yeah, I that lied. was great. The <laughs> Scooby-Doo villains was great. Lie. But I, once again, like I don't know who you, who do you think the devil is? Um, I think it's Jungle Boy, if I'm being honest with you. At one time, I had my tinfoil hat on. And I said, oh, it's CM Punk because everything's coming up Millhouse because I like to troll and I like <laughs> violence. And then CM yeah. Punk went to go work for the Fed. And I'm like, darn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and that would have been epic if that was the case. If he had like some like secret injury, oh, and I that's would've... why he took the time off and then came back like that. Because tell this day, and I've said this on Twitter, I said it on Instagram, I said it everywhere. Um, I, I still like there will always be a part of me. Maybe we'll get it one day somewhere, whether it's a fed or here. I want MJF Punk three. Like I just, I need that. I, I agree with that. You know, so I, I don't know when or where, but that has to happen before. I, I, you know, MJF has a long career ahead of him. We don't know how much, like, maybe another five, six, maybe ten years of punk. We don't know, but it needs to happen. Um, the Max Caster line, where he said, you know, you're still my friend, but you didn't even care that when we got attacked. Like, the thing about, and when you think about it, when he said that, you really think about it, you're like, wait, MJF really brought it up again. There's never really been any segments of MJF checking up on the acclaim, like, sorry, that happened. So there is truth to that. So it's uh-huh. like, there is... Still validity validity to the fact that it could just be. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. 
You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. MJF. MJF has always said the greatest trick the devil has ever pulled was making you think he doesn't exist. And he and literally has all of us wrestling fans in the palm of his hands right now as a baby face. That's a fact. That's a fact. And uh, you know what else is a fact? Crystal world order. No rules when Crest is hosting. There's no <laughs> law when you're on the claw. And I don't know what the claw is. <laughs> no, this is great. The energy is great. I'm digging it. This wrestling is supposed to be fun. It and is. I know some people come on here and be like, and then today we saw a dude you could tell me. That's not this show. <laughs> <laughs> this show is watching wrestling with your cousins and we're laughing. We're no, having a great. good old time. It's a good Saturday night. I'm glad I stayed up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also in that segment, Top Flight comes out with Action Andretti and says, you guys are looking for a fight. We're going to, all right, all right. You, you get the point. Um, I will say that it's nice to see Top Flight together because – these two are amazing, but these two sometimes are never together in the same room at the same time. And it hurts my feelings at my heart. And I'm glad that they're healthy enough and they're all wrestling. And Action Andretti is a perfect third for that group. They're so, yeah. so good. Let me turn the page like a grandma because I write it. <laughs> Next, we have Orange Cassidy versus the, the bounty hunter, Brian Keith. I had never seen this man wrestle before tonight. Okay. And I'm so glad that I got to see him wrestle. First of all, why is his pants up so high? I live. How cool how, how cool is it? Like I, I didn't realize it because I've seen him wrestle, but I guess I didn't pay much attention to his entrance before. Uh-huh. And he made I watched Ring of Honor last night and he was on the show. I don't know, I don't know if it was a kick. It was the kickoff. He was on the pre-show. And um the zero hour, if I may. <laughs> and uh he comes out to still tipping. And I'm like, I had no idea that that as a theme song would slap so hard in professional wrestling, and it does. Because I came out like when I was in high school. Like, uh-huh. like, no, so it was cool to see that. Um, it was a solid match. I enjoyed the match. It was. It was a really good match. Um, I am going to say that <laughs> my first note is, bro, Danielson not even in this match, Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> That is literally my first though. Like, yo, he's not even in his match, bro. I need to start paying attention to that a little bit more because I, I didn't. I picked it up in the first match. I did not pick it up in this match. This whole show, Nigel McGinnis was just calling him a clam digger. Said, "Well, you better watch out for that later." Like, this was a women's match, yo. Why do you hate him so much? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, he but it's good that. TV. That's great. It's it's a heel Nigel on Brian that has to lead to something. If it doesn't, I'm gonna be so disappointed. I'm gonna be mad too. I'm gonna write a very penned, angry pointed letter. Dear yeah. Anthony Khan, why? 
Because <laughs> I love it. Just in wrestling general, I love nothing more than a good heel commentator. Like, I grew up with solid, great heel commentators. Mm. But there's usually always a payoff at some point. Whether it's like, a, you, you know, that commentator bumps with the wrestler once or twice and after a match or something. But there has to be some payoff. Like, it has to be. Yeah. I mean, in this match... To get back to this match, sorry, it was an awful segue, but that's what I had. Um, yeah. There was a bunch of big chest chops on on um, Orange Cassidy. Sorry. Orange Cassidy got worked this match. Brian Keith slaps hard. That leaping headbutt. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Who does that? Who yeah. thinks that's some... I feel like he wrestled um, Hangman. At some point, and if he hasn't, I need that because that's some real cowboy shit. You want the you want an old western? You want a cowboy? I want the cowboy. old western. You want Ryan a whole showdown? A big yeah. six shooter, and it doesn't take down Orange Cassidy, who always hangs on by this much, this much, and then Orange Cassidy gets the most devastating move in the game, the surprise roll up with the three fours, and gets the win over Brian Keith. What did you think about the match before we get into the post-match? I think the match was great. I think the match was it's what we've expected in these Orange Cassidy matches where wherever he's facing gets a lot of great offense to the point where we think, oh, man, they might actually uh, take take this one from Orange Cassidy. But then he always comes in at the end and he gets a victory. Personally, this is the only probably negative thing I'll say this entire mm-hmm. show. I'm getting over the Orange Cassidy, uh, is it the All-Atlantic Championship now, title defenses. I, it, it's it's we did it. He lost to the Moxley. He got it back, and we're doing it again. Mm-hmm. And I just and it, it might as well just be Orange Cassidy's title at this point because it doesn't seem like anyone else can either win it or like hold it for a long period of time. Is it still good? Are the matches still entertaining? Yes, but I need uh, something to sink my teeth into when it comes to Orange Cassidy in this championship, like another feud. And I know we just had it with Moxley, but mm-hmm. I wonder who that next big contender is going to be because I don't think I can't think of anyone because most people we have the one-off match with and then move on. But we'll see. That's not a bad shot. I I can see another complaint being that, like, much like with Eddie Kingston, it's always you kind of get beat up until you win. Yeah. And sometimes I would I would want Orange Cassidy to be a little bit more dominant. And he looked he looked fantastic. He put over Brian Keith fantastically this whole match. And I cannot I cannot stress enough that this match was good for someone who's never seen Brian Keith before. I want to see him again. And you just know? because just because we're having so many great, solid, different, like mostly technical or hard-hitting matches in the Continental Classic, mm-hmm. Orange Cassidy's still having this style of match on this show. I saw someone tweet uh, um, on Twitter after being like, how many points did Orange Cassidy just get? Because it feels the same, like the same thing. And the one thing I think is great about AEW is they're really good at giving you different things on one show, which we'll talk about when we get to the street fight. Like those different things on these shows that separates it from that Continental Classic tournament. This didn't feel much different from that tournament. It felt kind of like the same thing. And then it becomes a lot of the same. Are you saying that this is a safe bet? Hey guys, I'm here to tell you about betonline.ag, the official betting partner of Fightful. It's not just an online platform. They've been trusted for over 25 years. They boast a focus on the player approach and have built their reputation on offering their clients nothing but the best. From cutting edge technology to enticing promotions and the latest sports betting odds. Whether it be wrestling, MMA, boxing, or football, baseball, basketball, or racing, anything you can think of. All major sporting events are covered by betonline.ag. Fast payouts, highest credit card acceptance industry-wide, safe and secure online environments, and their live betting feature allows you to bet on your favorites weekly and easily and in real time. Betonline.ag 
That's where we're going at Fightful. That's where we suggest you go as well. That's where we get all of our odds at. BetOnline.ag. Only bet what you can and please bet responsibly. Bet responsibly, ladies and gentlemen. Segway queen. <laughs> that was great. But it is a safe bet. It's a safe bet. If you, yeah, it's a safe bet. It's a safe bet. <laughs> it's a safe bet that Orange Cassie would have got three points if this was a continental. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a safe bet. <laughs> yeah. After the match, sorry, go ahead. What were you gonna say? (laughs) No, no, go ahead. That's it. After the match, we do get uh, Brian Keith tipping his hat and Orange Cassidy tipping the glasses. I did like that. That was that was a sign of respect. That was when he slapped his hand away. I was like, oh no, we're in Texas, and we need to get like a new bad guy on the on the AEW squad here. But then he tipped his hat, and I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Sometimes you have to find love on a hopeless hat. After this, we get a Miro promo where he did he got a promo on his wife because that's what that's what I got from this. That he's like, listen, maybe it's not me. Maybe it's you making it me. And I'm tired of being a nice guy. I don't want to not attack Andrade because he's your client. I want to attack Andrade because he's an asshole. <laughs> you know, hate that guy cheap plug but like i write articles for a website and you guys can find all that in my bo- link in my Please bio promote I, promote yeah it's on 1 37 p.m you guys i write articles wrestling articles and i write a lot of lists but like if i ever had to write an article about like most toxic relationships in professional wrestling miro <laughs> and cj perry is gonna be way up there because <laughs> literally miro's only issue in this company right now is my wife is here and everything she does annoys me <laughs> <laughs> but and, I mean to be and fair CJ's whole, and CJ's whole thing is like I'm here and if you don't want to manage you I'm going to do everything I can to annoy you Like, I don't even think that she's annoying him because she said I would have stayed at home because like last week she was like you denounced me in front of all these people and said Psh, I don't even want my high and flexible wife so what am I supposed to do stay at home and play pool by myself so I went out and got a job it just so happens to be at the place that you work and the way he's trying to deflect from it, like, oh, it's not even that Andrade's uh, manager is my wife. It's just because Andrade is an asshole. Like, we don't believe you. Like, yeah, you're not... jealous. You're jealous. <laughs> you, you, just, you don't want to admit that you're jealous and that your wife's managing this person, but she can't manage you because you, you're on your own path. But she's also not allowed to manage anybody else. And it doesn't bother me, but anybody she manages, I'm going to beat up. Cut the cat. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. And he, and he says it in like the, the most crazy, like good backstage production promo where you're like, this is a serious promo. But realistically, you strip everything away. This is just an insecure man about his wife being around at the locker room. I mean, all she wanted to do was help and you told her to stay home. And then you you pretty much said, F my wife on national television. <laughs> yeah. And now that she decided to stay, you're like... It's crazy because, like, you know, there's so many things he could be doing. He could have been a part of this Continental Classic. He could try to go in after MJF, or he could probably just throw an Orange Cassidy. But instead, my wife is here. <laughs> my wife. My wife. Don't even let my wife. Don't there's look at my wife. Those, those Indians that uh, say, like, you know, happy life, happy wife, or whatever, like, Miro, Miro needs a little little help in that, in that split a second. Not happy Miro, he is not a hero. That was terrible. Yeah. I forced that. I'm not sorry, happy y'all. Miro, he's not a hero. <laughs> Bring it up, right. Just, go ahead. And then you got Andrade, who like probably doesn't even care. He's just like, 
Andrade's like a troll. He's just a human troll. Like, oh, this guy is oh, this guy's wife wants to travel. Okay, sure. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna help me travel and book all my stuff. Okay, and there's Miro fuming. Like you can see the smoke coming out of his ears, like standing in the background. I can like see the comic right now. Like, <laughs> the menacing sides over his head, like yeah. JoJo's. He's so bad. <laughs> yeah. We do have a bumper chat for Bizarro Big L saying, again, Bizarro, we appreciate you. Say, tonight was an intense show. They're building off of Dynamite and Final Battle really well. Brian Keith hit so hard. I agree. And the Von Erich showed out. Somebody is going to snatch them up real quick. Give us cowboy group we want. The posse. I thought I thought it said possible, but that's an exclamation point. The posse. Hangman and Brian Keith. I would not hate that. And that could be like some like real hot girl shit, real cowboy shit. <laughs> you have Hagman, you have Brian Keith, you have the Vaughn Erics that come out on horses. <laughs> I don't know anything about the four horsemen. <laughs> what about the four horsemen? <laughs> well, like that's a different that's a different promo. Well the four horse exactly riders or something. I don't know. <laughs> it would literally have to be them and um oh, what's his name? Jay Leaf would have to come out and cut a promo on them. That's yeah. that's the only way. With the Ric Flair, with the Ric Flair accent. That's the only way. That was that was fantastic. Um, they said a quick happy birthday, Brody Lee, by the way, between Orange Cassidy and the Miro promo. I will say this. I think they should have did a video package. That's just me. You know, I'm not gonna lie, when happy having birthday to Brody Lee first and sending love out to his family and stuff. Uh, it's been three years, but uh, when they said it, I thought it was going into a video promo. Same. And then when it didn't, I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, it's not. It's just my mind thought it was. Whether yeah. it was good or bad or they should have or shouldn't, I don't know. But mentally, my brain, I think maybe it's like the other, maybe it's the Fed's fault that we like yeah. these things happening. Yeah. But like nothing happened. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Like, I agree with that. We're just trained yeah. from the Fed. Like, okay, you yeah. guys say that in passing. There's a video package coming to the stage. Yeah, you know, it's that old, uh, I forgot that theory. Like, if the person wants to hear a bell so many times, once you hear a bell, you get candy. Eventually, yeah. you hear a bell, you expect a candy. Like, that's what I was expecting. Once I heard the, the commentators comment on it, I was expecting the video package. So it was just like, it, come, it comes hand in hand. True. After that, we have a backstage promo with Lexi Nair and Commander. Lexi, I don't even know what Lexi Nair began to ask Commander, because here comes Roderick Straw. Commander! Mad loud. And it's like, I, again, I don't even know what Lexi Nair asked this poor man, because no one asked Roderick Strong anything, and he's like, I'm a winner. I've got winning ways, and I've got to get back to it. <laughs> I'll see you next week. I don't know why I'm giving him the Joey Wheeler voice. I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> it was a really, like... It just it was I'm all for like building matches this way and whatnot, but it just also seemed like random. I was, I was yeah, it, it was very because Roderick's been so involved with the MJF stuff and what's going on over there. Commando was just in that uh, TV title match for the the vacant uh, TV title for Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. That's what he was asked about. Uh, you were like so close to winning, and then Kyle won, and then um, it just seems really random. Like it's gonna be a good match, and I, I'm the number one complainer of like. You're gonna put a match on TV. Give me a reason why it's happening. Um, but I guess this is their way of giving me a reason. I just thought it was really random, and I also think it's so weird now. Like it's funny that Roderick yells out the names, but then before he walked away, he just yelled his name again and pointed at him. <laughs> what was the point? Of that? Because Roderick Strong, much like Tony Storm, is living the gimmick. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, you have to yell his name again. You're standing right in front of him. You're still yelling his name. Like, but like, have you heard him when he yells out people with two names? He's like, Renee! <laughs> no, I haven't. That's actually so... I need to pay attention. That's actually so funny. I think he did oh, He's like, Samoa! Joe. <laughs> He's so <laughs> annoying. He is so annoying. Roderick Strong, this is... I said this before and I'll say it again. He has a very punchable face and he's knowing yeah. how to work the crowd and he's working us, brother, with the next straw, go in there, put on an amazing match as soon as the match is over. <laughs> he's the worst. I feel like, in honesty, I feel like I've probably been watching Roderick at this point for like 15 years almost and mm-hmm. I've seen him in the Independence, I've seen him in Ring of Honor, I've seen him in NXT, I've seen him everywhere else and this is the most personality I've ever seen him have. I think he's a tremendous wrestler. He's always been a tremendous wrestler. But personality-wise, this is like, this is the most I've seen Roderick like put out. I agree with that. Roderick Strong is annoying in the best way. Yeah. And I will say, neck health is very important. But you know what else is important? Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Man, this is my go-to supplement, my go-to multivitamin, but it's so much more than a multivitamin. By the way, you want to be drinking your multivitamin. It absorbs a lot better. I take one scoop of AG1 from athleticgreens.com slash Fightful, put it in my eight ounces of water, drink it down, and I'm good to go. I got a multivitamin that, that covers so much, minerals, probiotics. That's why you never see me getting sick. You got your adaptogens, antioxidants. You've got a digestive enzyme. They all work together for a stronger foundation for your health. Free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 plus five free travel packs when you use athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. By the way, it also helps recovery. So if you've had a tough workout, this athleticgreens.com slash Fightful AG1 product is really going to help you out. They've got doctors. They've got endurance athletes, people with PAG. D's, the professor of genetics at Harvard Medical School, David Sinclair, putting this thing over. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. That immunity support, that digestive support, that multivitamin, all at athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. You're all welcome to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else could have used some Athletic Greens? FTR, because holy hell, Dax looked like he got put through the wood chipper. Oh, I forgot that there was a ring of honor la- match last night. And when Dax came out there, oof, 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 oof. That match was insane last night. I watched it. It went from a regular match to a double countout to becoming an anything goes match. And they just went nuts. To be fair, though, um, Cash didn't look as bad as Dax. So I don't know what Yeah, happened. I'm like, Cash, what are you doing? Why, why are your friends looking like that? Cash, Cash, you know, Cash was like flexing in the promo, and they're talking about body. I'm like, Cash looks right, but Dax looks like he's been through the wood chipper for sure. Like he's been going through it. He was in the gulag. What are you doing? Which kind of added to the promo that you know it did. So let me run down this promo right quick. FTR, like we said, they come out. They look like Dax. More importantly, looks like he's been through the wood chipper. It starts off with Cash Wheeler, which is something that's very rare. And Cash Wheeler says, House of Black, no more spooky shit. I've had it. Come to the ring. Talk to us like men. Because you guys keep doing this. And what's really good is that you're unrealized potential. And that's why you're mad. You're mad Brody's doing good. You're mad Julia's more over than you. And you're more pent up at everybody, so you can't take it out on them. So you taking it out on us. The best career that we've had has been here in AEW two-time tag team champions, Ring of Honor tag team champions, New Japan, listed off all of their stuff. They say, you just jealous. You are jealous. 
So right when Dak starts to go and say something and say, you guys, uh, they cut his mic. I was like, oh, you know he's about to shoot. He's about to get yeah. it. So they cut his mic. I'm like, ain't nobody cutting the mic. Then they cut the lights. Now, one thing, I am a Zelina Vega stan, and by proxy, yeah. I'm a Malachi Black stan. So let's just establish that right there. I, <laughs> I laugh when Buddy Matthew said, Nobody likes y'all. You can be mad, but nobody likes y'all. We beat you up last week. Who came out? Nobody. So to quote Jasmine Masters from Drag Race, you may not have liked what I said, but you cannot say I wasn't funny. (laughs) You you can't say I wasn't. You may be mad, but we're one in the same. We're one in the same. And then Malachi comes up and ethers this man and says, yo, you may not like our methods, but we're family. Violence and brings us together. It's not personal. It's just wrestling. If I wanted to make this personal, take a picture of your family, much like this photo here, and I would burn it. And that would be crazy if I did that. Like, yo! <laughs> yeah! And then he burned it. <laughs> and then he burned it. And then, yo! 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 You know. You know, one of Dax's biggest triggers is bringing up his wife and his kid, and everybody does it, but that's like one of his biggest things. I'm also a big fan of Malachi and Buddy. I, I'm a big fan of FPR. I, I, I'm cool with three out of four of those people. Um, and, uh, the way they even tried to like drive a wedge between FTR being like, mm. well, you know, Dax, you have a wife and a kid, and you have all this, but Cash, what do you have? Like, who do you have? Like, who, that was who's a there crazy life. Like, who are you? And then it was kind of like they're trying to be like, Cash, like where are your like Cash, where are your family? Like Dax might have his family, we can be your family. So basically, what's going on here is you're seeing House of Black trying to recruit FTR uh-huh. to kind of like join House of Black, which is like weird because you know FTR wants to fight them because they love to fight, they love to wrestle, and you know that uh, Dax is probably gonna get into his uh, inner Arn Anderson and talk about how he's gonna take them to the morgue. But instead, his mic got cut, and you have the House of Black there and. The irony and the obvious irony of I don't want to make this personal, but if I lit this picture of your family on fire, Ooh. who would you have left? Like that is that is a threat. Like now you, it's, it's one thing talking about Dax's wife and daughter, like everybody Max does, everybody that feeds yeah. and talks about them. It's another to give a visual of like family fire. <laughs> like what? That is Nigel McGinnis levels of hate. <laughs> That was, yeah. that was such a good that's like saying I wouldn't ever talk about your mother and then proceeds to talk about your mother for the next 10 minutes like the next oh, step that would be crazy like I would never talk about your family and then you know goes into a widescreen and you're sitting at the table with the, with the wife and the daughter <laughs> like when Swerve broke into Hitman's house and cut a pro on a baby no, on, a on a baby, baby. A baby. a baby that was somehow home alone. We don't know why. Because the nanny must have fallen asleep on the couch. The, the baby had a six shooter. Under the, yeah, under no, no, that's the, a real cowboy shit. That baby take care. That, cow, that baby take care of himself. Don't worry. I mean, all Swerve did was cut a promo. He ain't touched that baby. I tell you what. It left him with the merch. You know, that's a good thirty dollars shirt right merch. there. So who really there comes? 
if we're oh, gonna get yeah. wild, if 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 the Continental Classic is like the real part of AEW and like they're bringing the realism back, let's get wild with this other stuff. Because oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> The, the Continental Classic is great wrestling, yeah. but all the extra storylines, like House of Black, Swerve, I'll even say the advent of BCC cheating is kind of like, all right, I like yeah. where this is going. I think this is great. I don't remember the was the BCC, were they, before this tournament started, were they the bad guys again or were they good guys again? BCC just beat up people. That's what they do. They just fight. They yeah. just beat up people. Like they, they're an anti-hero at best. Well, I guess so. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I would say. They're anti-hero at best because I'm not helping. Yeah. But also, if someone's eviler than us, I I cannot have that stand. Like, Does that mean there's gonna be a such like a like like the under the same umbrella, but there's gonna be a little bit of a segregation between? julia's new family in the house of black or is it are we one day going to see all of them together so that's something that me and iridian and even rick have talked about where you would have the house of black which i guess would be the men's side of it and then the house of heart which would be the women's side of it that's providing we get women's tag teams or women's trios or something like that where you already have uh, a natural bond brood whatever that'll turn into between Sky Blue and Julia Hart. And to me, Abaddon, they are a perfect fit for that spooky LaDuca combo. You could have done um, Anna Jay, but as providing if Anna Jay wants to go back to the spooky stuff, she's already done that with um, Dark Order. So maybe he could get a surprise entrant. Maybe, maybe Thunder Rosa goes spooky. You know, maybe, maybe Serena Deep come back and go spooky. Maybe we get someone that we're not expecting. Riho goes off the deep end, and now she's spooky Riho, and you already can't tap her out. Yeah. But spooky Riho, oh, nah. Oh, nah. Nah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm intrigued because this is – it's and to your point, that's another person. Actually, Anna J is another person that got missed it. We saw mm-hmm. her change a bit and then fought mm-hmm. it off. Um, but also, I think we've seen enough of Anna J in factions to see what she can do by herself for a minute, and we'll get her back in a faction. But – I just, I'm curious because like I thought Julia did really bring a whole different element to the House of Black, and I liked her with them. I think she, you know, when she, uh, Brody was coming out with her, she was coming out with Brody, like uh-huh. it added something. So I'm just, I'm just curious to see if like, are we eventually one day gonna see like I don't know a giant cauldron or something, and you know, all five of them standing there? Like I'm intrigued. I will also say this to give credence to what. FTR was saying in the promo, look at how you and I are just really just discussing Brody King and Julia Hart, though. Because it's true. Because and that's true. Like they have like Brody's killing it in this condom tournament. We'll talk about the main event when we get mm-hmm. there, but it killed it. And the rise of Julia has just been undeniable. And it says yeah. uh, something about having such a great character in that presentation and how she's been carrying herself. Whether like, yes, she's gotten better in the ring as times progress and she was that cheerleader, 110%. But because she's been who she's been with this character, people got more invested in her. Though even if she hasn't gotten that much better in the ring, no one's gonna say anything because they're so invested in the character and seeing where it goes. So like, I don't know. Maybe this, maybe this feud with FTR is what's supposed to elevate Malachi and Buddy. Yeah, because I think they're world class, top notch wrestlers. You just, they just have to be in a in a situation to be shown that way. Because I I know AEW is good for presenting wrestlers in a good in a good light for the most part for the most part yeah i'm not gonna be negative nancy and tell y'all my one or two percent so we're gonna move on to the next match yeah. <laughs> with next match we got two women's matches now y'all know it wasn't even it wasn't even 9 20 it was before that i was so hyped 
I was so hyped. Oh, <laughs> but I was not hyped when I heard it was a Texas street match because y'all know I cannot handle blood. I am S A W F T soft. I <laughs> when Willow took the bottle to the head when the match first started and went under the ring, I was like, Oh, she about to she about to come out busted open hallway, ain't she? And sure as sure shit. Oh, disgusting. Decent. Yeah. Um like I said, first of all, let's give a shout out to Willow and Chris Thadlander. We were discussing whether it was Pulp Fiction or Kill Bill, and we've decided that it was both. <laughs> yeah, it was probably I think it was, I, Pulp Fiction. I, I think it was Pulp Fiction with the the suitcase part with the in the entrance. The chain the thing is case. what threw me. That's what I thought it was Kill Bill because I know there was a girl who had a chain and a ball and chain. They were both directed by maybe, Tarantino, so it doesn't. Yeah, maybe matter. it was both. Maybe it was just a, a yeah, tribute to Tarantino. <laughs> Yeah. Um, like I said, the glass bottle over Willow's head to start off the match. And then immediately after that, Diamante took a nasty bump to the head from a barbed wire. Um, violence. This is where I kind of stopped writing because now I'm remembering and I don't like it. Um, Diamante, no. Willow took a bomb onto chairs. <laughs> I said, why is Moxie not on commentary after this match? It's only been five minutes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Willow Nightingale tried to put Diamante through this board twice, and this board and said, I'm new Japan. I'm new Japan, yeah. baby. I'm not selling. It's I'm not selling. Great. I don't care. Willow literally tried to take the board and break it over this poor girl's back. So that was the star of the match for me. Um, thumbtacks and glass came out of the briefcase. Disgusting. Was it thumbtacks or was it glass shirts? Because the commentators were both. saying both. Okay, was, was both. it both? Okay, they were saying both, and I'm like, so one or the other. I was so confused, but. Oh, listen. Either I, none of them feel good, so I don't care how yeah. gimmicked or whatever it is disgusting. It happened to be one of you. Uh, so Willow takes a nasty power bomb, an assisted power bomb from Diamante getting the drop missile drop kick on to some tables on the outside from uh, Mercedes Martinez. I don't even know if I said that it was Mercedes Martinez versus Diamante versus Willow Nightingale because that's how much trauma this <laughs> match inflicted on me. <laughs> Um, and then after that, oh, Chris Statlander hits Diamante with his discet lariat with the chain wrapped around her neck and pins this girl with her neck and her back on the thumbtacks and glass. I'm glad there's two women's matches, but I'm glad that's over. Jesus Christ, beans and rice. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, when I thought it was announced, and I only saw that this match was announced today, like earlier today, and I was like, oh, okay, another women's match. Like, that's cool, because I already had the perception that the Avedon match that was announced was going to be kind of a squash into mm -hmm. a segment. So I was like, oh, we're going to have another active women's match. I don't really have much of an opinion on the feud, because I feel like I've missed parts of it. I didn't realize it was as heated as it was. Um, but I guess these girls have been beefing pretty bad, because they really went at each other in this match. Uh, I went into this with lower expectations and I don't know why. And I forget that anytime that AEW's promoted a street fight with the women, they always go above it. Mm -hmm. Even like, I remember the one with uh, Anna Jay and Tay Conti against uh, yes, Alley. Yes, was a mess. Um, there was a one with Anna and Willow against uh, Tay, Anna and Will Tay against Willow and someone like, every time they do a street fight with the women, they go above and beyond. And I forgot that. Like something in my brain, maybe because I'm a little under the weather, made me just like foggy and be like, oh, it's a street fight. There'll be some chairs, some candlesticks, maybe some tables. I didn't realize we're going to have people getting bottled and glass shards and a board that wouldn't break and barbed wire and chains. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, they, this is AEW. I forgot for a minute. Um, I should have known. I just watched Ring of Honor yesterday. Um, 
but it just I, when I see the women go like we, this is the only company you're gonna see, like the only company that's on national television um, and that is as popular as it is, is that you're gonna see this uh, happening because it's a lot and it's dangerous and it's they say sad is a good night for a fight these women came to fight so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad that you corrected yourself when you said national television. I was like, yeah, hey, we're going to talk about impact because I love me some impact, okay? Yeah, Just but the they were national television too, and they, they, they do some good, they do some crazy stuff around there. And the impact's, impact's women's right division, now. I think those, and this is a side note, I think the women's revolution started in impact way before it ever started in, in any other wrestling company, uh, national or not. And I'll I'm always seeing that, that now covering impact. The Impact Women's yeah. Division. This is not an Impact show, but I will show Impact every time. As the kids say, <laughs> I will glaze for Impact. So, hey, yo. So I've been hearing that a lot in the last week. I don't know if I'm getting old. I'm like, why does I have one friend that keeps sending me things like glazing? I'm like, can you like elaborate? What does that mean? <laughs> like, that means like you jocking the rock. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> like yeah. you, 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 uh, you D riding. D riding yeah, okay, without a okay. license. <laughs> I, I think glazing sounds better than D riding. So. <laughs> But like that, like uh, the full term is glizzy glazing. The more you learn, okay. so no, I mean, good, but man. I mean, but it's true. Like the women in Impact cut it up, and I feel like the women in AEW cut it up as well. It's just that we don't see them a lot, and it's a little frustrating because I know I know how you can. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to throw something at you though, really quickly before we move. Okay. Because there was a sign in the crowd a couple of shows ago. We're seeing tandems come together again with like julia and uh, sky and um you know willow and chris and you got diamante and mercedes etc etc i think there already is way too many titles in this company personally that's another thing i'll always stand by also considering ring of honor but do you think the women's need like a tag titles like you gotta put more women on or the trios you gotta put that's more true women on the that's TV. true like, <laughs> there was, that's true i don't know if you remember this but there was a whole women's tag team tournament where they got on youtube Yamante totally yeah. won with uh uh ivalice ivalice thank was, you yeah and yeah. what happened what happened with that nothing they never did it again willow nightingale won the owen hart tournament cup and what happened nothing, with yeah. that ricky yeah. starks is tag team champion What's happening? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I, it goes to the book. That's all I'm concerned that it wouldn't work because of the way that things are booked in this company sometimes. But it's also isn't an opportunity to put more women on. I don't know. I see they have, a, they have a lot of shows. They I they do you do. I yeah. I agree with this. You do. You have a lot of space, a lot of opportunity. Wouldn't it be crazy? Wouldn't it be mad if you just put on one men's match at 920? Wouldn't that be crazy? Wouldn't that be? Yeah. And I, you've got the talent to do it. Listen, I get it. And some people will say that women's wrestling isn't a draw. And I, to you, I say you are a liar. <laughs> I mean, you could even just dedicate. You could dedicate, like, I don't know, Rampage to women's wrestling or something. I don't know. It was. I, I would have personally liked this street fight to have been the main event. I, I This could have been off the end. It was a good match. It was it a was. good match. It was a great match, in fact. And I don't like blood. I'm soft again. Yeah. After this, we get a backstage with Tony Storm and Lexi Nair. I love how delusional Tony Storm is. I aspire to be that delusional. Um, Lexi Nair had asked Tony Storm, who, you know, you've got this tournament coming up with these girls. Who, which, which opponent do you prefer? And she's like, I, I don't care. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so tired. I hate this. So she starts asking Mariah May. She's like, well, 
when are you having your first match? He's like, well, I spoke to Tony, I spoke to Tony Khan and Tony Khan said it, it's coming up real soon. And, you know, Tony Storm, if you could commentate my match, she's like, uh, she almost practically hit her with the, who, who are you? Oh, oh uh, no, I'm, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. But once you saw that more of the attention was being put on Mariah May, that's when Tony Storm was like, I care now, okay? I don't care who wins. I want them to slap each other's tits off beat each other up so I can fight. And I quote, titless, blind, baldies. <laughs> I love Tony. I love this entire angle. I think this entire angle's been amazing. Um, I don't mean to correct you. I'm not trying to be that person, but it was Renee. No, it's but all Renee, good. Correct. I'm wrong all the time, baby. Renee, Renee, dodged, Renee dodged the, you know, tits up, chin up, watch out for the shoes. Like, that's oh, right. That's right. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> And it's it just it's the facial expressions. That's I keep telling people this on my page. I'm like, if you're watching these segments, um, watch the facial expressions, right? Yes, because that's what's telling the story here, right? Uh, Mariah's great with facial expressions. That's my girl. I've known her for years. We go way back. I've known her since before she started wrestling. She did some acting and stuff, so she's ha she has it in her. Um, the exactly your point when. Uh, Renee put it onto Mariah. That's when you saw that Tony was kind of like, "Wait a minute, this is supposed to be about me. Like, why are you this talking? My to this? Why are you talking to this like, girl holding my belt? You know, um, and the way Mariah was like, "Hey, like, do you mind? Like, you know, I, you did really good on commentary a couple of weeks, so I'd love for you to be in commentary for my first match. And like, uh, if not, then like, will you at least watch?" And she's like, "Oh, I don't even have time to watch it. But if I ever do a seminar, like, I'll, I'll let you know." And it's like the condescendingness towards Mariah from like they're already building on something that everyone knows they're building on something yeah. there. I feel like they personally, I don't like it could happen in revolution. It could happen at uh double or nothing. I say like take it all day to Wembley because they're both in the UK. It could be a big yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, you know, they could still like have tension and then kind of break off and do their own thing. Mariah can have a little single thing and Tony can do her thing, but they can still like be together, not together. Um, I, let me ask you this. Does it make a difference who wins between Soraya and Riho? Because I don't want Tony to drop the belt anytime soon. Same. But I have a very soft spot in my heart for Soraya. I'm very happy she came back. I Because when I started watching wrestling, Soraya wasn't wrestling at the time. Adam Copeland wasn't wrestling at the time. These people had, their necks had said, no, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm done. So to see her come back, it was nice to see her win at Wembley. I don't want Tony Storm to lose. Let me say that right now. However, I would like, Soraya to win more. That being said, Riho is the Johnny Gargano of that women's division. You cannot knock her out. She is mad strong. She's 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 a level 99 paladin. She you cannot knock Rio out. So Soraya's losing that match. Like I love Soraya, you my girl, but you're gonna have to cheat Rio out her boots. And you can't do that because Ruby Soho in love. So I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I, like we really I, need something for Soraya though. Cause I also really do respect and I've been a fan of Soraya for years. And you know, she came to this company. The run's been solid. She won the belt in Wembley. That's super cool. And yeah. I'm okay with them not taking the belt off Tony for a minute now because it did go, like, um, Tony to Soraya to Sheeta back to Tony. Like, uh -huh. we, we did hot potato the belt for a second there. Let's let's have Tony have a run with this character's over, right? Um, but what do you do with Soraya then? Because I do also think Riho's the one that's going to be the one to oh, face yeah. Tony. Uh, like, does, like, do we go back to the other angle and say, okay, maybe Abaddon does join Julia and and uh, um, Sky, does Soraya start helping Thunder? Do they find an allegiance against these scary girls? Like, because I do think Soraya is too much of a prominent figure 
just to be like floating around. I agree. I mean, the only other angle I could see them running is that, yes, say Soraya beats Riho. You try to do like, because she yelled at Ruby Soho last week. Yeah. Like, Tony left me. You're not going to leave me. So now this is maybe could be a way to get retribution. It could go either way, but I, my my money's on Riho again. Riho is level yeah. 99. You cannot knock her out. I've seen Riho do some impossible stuff. So my money's always going to be on Riho. I don't I don't care. I don't and what care. happened what happened to Tony's butler? What happened to Luther? <laughs> he was there, he was there and then he's just not there. I mean, this is the minor details, not the biggest thing in the world, but I was just like, what happened to Luther? I don't know what happened to Luther. Did Mariah somehow become Luther, but also she's a wrestler? Like I'm confused. Like I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. That's a good question. What ever happened to Luther? Yeah. <laughs> After that, guys, we get an Adam Copeland versus Christian promo. And um, it was fine. Just Adam Copeland saying, hey, Christian, I'm going to beat this new jerk out of you. It's the turtleneck. Do you have any thoughts on it? Um, okay, so I, at the end of the promo, Edge base, or Adam Copeland, got to get better at that. I haven't done my podcast this entire year. I took time off, and now I've not had to like say his name a lot in AEW terms. But Adam Copeland um, challenged Christian Cage. He's still Christian Cage. Uh, to a match at World's End, but this time he wanted it to be no DQ because what happened at the end of the last match. Um, my thoughts on it, I think it's going to happen. Um, I just don't know if involving Nick Wayne's mom was, like, I never had the chance to speak with say I don't know if that was the best decision. I feel like it took away so much from their personal rivalry between these two old friends, and now Nick Wayne's mom's in the middle of it. I disagree because I think to me, Christian Cage got everyone in that Wayne family calling him daddy. And that's that's a menace that he's a menace to society. He is a menace to society for that. (laughs) No, and I I think it's great. But I just like if it's new, if it's new, if it's no TQ, if it's no TQ, are we just going to get a whole bunch of shenanigans? Are we going to have Nick? Oh, this is going to be a Jeff Jarrett match. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, is that what we're getting? Because I do think that um, Adam Copeland and uh, Christian Cage are really good, have a really good chance. Imagine we get Adam Copeland and Christian Cage, and I'm sure we'll probably get this down the line in a ladder match. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's something they're both really good at. They can tell a good story there, but I feel like it's just, we're going to have, I love the patriarchy, but I feel like we're just going to have a lot of shenanigans. At this point. Yeah. I need to have Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys versus the Dudley Boys. One top for the one top. One top for the one top. I know AEW can make it happen. I need it one top. Oh, for one Luther top. has the case of gout. Sorry, that's what I saw. Get well soon, Luther. I did not know that. Get well. That's ugh. yeah, yeah. I just thought so, he disappeared. I was like, did his white his white suit get stained or something? But nah, he, he has to. He needs to go home and relax. Yeah. Our next match of the night, and ladies and gentlemen, make sure you're getting in your super chats and your humper chats. We are coming upon Zeholm Stretz We um, we got Brian Cage versus local talent. I didn't even hear this man's name. I wrote, he took a tumble. The crowd started chanting, "Let's go, Jobber! Let's go!" Not nice, Texas. <laughs> Did they actually chant Jobber? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, Texas was yeah. not being nice. Um, and then Brian Cage made it worse by curling a grown man like this. I'd be upset. The match is over. I. Any thoughts? It was. It was just. I I looked away for a minute. I, I think I went to go do something. I sat back down, and Brian Cage was on my TV, and I was like, "This was not advertised." Which 
for me, I'm okay with that. But with AEW, I'm so used to everything being like advertised before. I'm like, I know exactly what the card is going to be. So I was like, oh, cool. But then I saw the enhancement talent match. Um, I heard the guy's name briefly when he tumbled because they come, they said, but I forget it now. Um, it was good. It was good for what it was. It was good to put a spotlight on the Mogul Embassy. I think it was the promo after the match that really mattered. Mm-hmm. So after the match, it cuts commercial. We come back from commercial. We're backstage with the Mogul Embassies, with the with the Mogul Embassy, and Prince Nana is a gem. Yeah. He's just I forgot what the question even was, but he was like, "We're winning." We're in the money. Hey, we're in the money. And I'm dying laughing because I'm like, yo, you're an idiot. So it looks like the the conversation's over and they begin to walk off. And there comes who? Keith Lee. Keith Lee pulls up and it says, uh, Keith Lee appears to tell him that his time is running out. And by him, we mean swerve. And by swerve, I mean it's about time we get this one-on-one, not no tag team, no, it's about time, and I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But also, Swerve Strickland going to teach you out your boots, so you better come with an army. has to happen at World's End. And the, it's perfect that this I, – I feel like the name of this pay-per-view is going to be so fitting after this pay-per-view happens because I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of long-term stories and things are going to come to an end. And the so- Swerve and Keith Lee thing needs to come to an end. Not that it's bad by any means. But they they've detracted. Yeah, they detracted from it way too many times. We've taken so many detours from it. We had Keith Lee go through a whole like transformation from it and come back, like with different hair color and a cape, and then he came back. Like so much has happened that it's like, okay, let's do this. Swerve Keith Lee. Swerve is on top of the world right now. He's killing it. He's one of the like you know. I think everybody looks at Swerve right now as his future AEW World Champion. Uh-huh. It's written all over. Yep. Keith Lee doesn't have that feeling right now. Keith Lee's been missing something. The match with Shane Taylor last night was tremendous, but you really got to be watching Ring of Honor and Rampage and Collision to really know what's happening with Keith Lee. And I think it's time for this to happen. And I think this is time maybe that Swerve, and I hate to say it this way, but I'm saying this in the most like respectful way possible, Swerve can help elevate Keith Lee's stock again in AEW with this feud. I think think we're... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was like, I think it's time. (laughs) I think where where uh, Swerve is now, if he took a loss to Keith Lee, I'd be, I want to see Keith Lee versus Swerve 2 and Keith Lee versus Swerve 3. Even if it's for nothing, this is something that people, the fans, have been wanting. They wanted these two to go at it. And when we did get it, it was kind of like 2v2 with shenanigans. Da, da, da. We never got them one-on-one. So it is about time. And this is one of those situations where if, say, Keithy did beat Swerve, and then we mm-hmm. just move on. Like, well, okay, whatever. Keithy beat Swerve. Swerve's angry, but he changes his direction. It's the thing they didn't do with Wardlow and MJF in time. But when Swerve actually wins something, then Keith Lee is already built as like a yeah. threat. Because, hey, I beat you before. You never beat me in a singles match. Ah, oh, damn, right? Because that's what they never did with MJF and Wardlow. When MJF won that world title, Wardlow should have came after him way sooner. I agree. But it never happened. I think you can do that with Keith Lee and Swerve. I agree. No, you're absolutely right. I think that there, there is something there where everybody in this situation comes out on top. And even, I want to say Shane Taylor, if you need backup, because again, the mobile embassy is, they're going to cheat you out your boots, bro. This man got a promo on this man's baby. He drank that man's blood. He tried to kill Hangman. He, don't, he tried to hang Hangman. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This could blow up into a whole mogul embassy versus a Shane Taylor promotion situation too. And Keith Lee's with Shane Taylor promotion all of a sudden, you know? I wouldn't hate that. Only because again, I feel like one thing that AEW does well is factions, and these factions can elevate multiple people. So when they do have a singles match, look at Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta went from yuck yuck to like I don't want to wrestle this man. He's crazy, kind of. And it could be just as simple as no, no one actually causes a distraction that really causes the outcome of the match. Mm-hmm. But if those mogul guys run out there, and then Shane Taylor and his crew runs out there to like run them out, sure, right? That's what I mean. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So our next match. We're going to start off with our super chat that we got a while ago from our good friend, Orion Ben. Oh, I thought it was O'Brien this whole time, but again, D is for Liz Dexia. 666 says, I think Orange Cassidy, I'm not sure what AAT means. I'm not hip. All Atlantic title. Thank you. Is I think Orange Cassidy, All Atlantic title is the belt Daniel Garcia comes from after after the continental class that's crazy amount of acronyms in there and like yeah i'm like what the (laughs) hell is this yeah (laughs) i'm a boomer (laughs) i'm old dg plus aat see you trying to sell me drugs i don't want none of that (laughs) um that's not a bad shout honestly considering this match so i'm going to respond to that super chat Thank you, first of all, with my critique of this match. So let me run down real quick. They start chanting from Jump, you're a wrestler. And much like the critique that me and Justin had at the beginning of with Orange Cassidy getting beat up until you win, that's kind of what happened here with Eddie Kingston. And I feel like there's nothing wrong against Daniel Garcia, no shade, in making Eddie Kingston look dominant. There was nothing wrong with that. You could have just had Eddie Kingston go out there and scrub that little young man up. Nothing against him. But um, at the beginning, that's what it was. Eddie Kingston was trying to kill Danny Garcia. And it gave, it came to a point in the match where I stopped caring about the match. I started caring about the story. You could see in Daniel Garcia's eyes, like, bro, I can't go out of here goose egg. I can't go out of here free. I can't go out of here free. And in Eddie Kingston's mind, the two things that I care about the most, my Ring of Honor title and my New Japan title, I'm going to lose it all. If I lose to Daniel Garcia, are you kidding me? Because they would both mathematically be eliminated if the one lost to the other. Um, a spinning back fist, but Daniel Garcia kicks out at two. Kingston then goes in again, but his leg gives out. At that point, Daniel Garcia smells blood in the water and tries to finish it with the leg, whole bunch of leg locks. But that spinning back fist for the last time gets Daniel Garcia one, two, three, and Garcia is out. Garcia is mathematically eliminated from winning the tournament. The match was good, but it was kind of like heartbreaking. It was kind of heartbreaking. It was. And like it, it when they first announced this tournament and then they announced the participants in the tournament, oddly enough, I was like, oh, this could really be like a breakout tournament for like a Daniel Garcia or a Mark Briscoe in this company. Yes. And it just happened not to be that way. The guys that you would have probably uh, bet your money on to win matches have been winning matches. Uh, and the guys that you haven't, haven't really necessarily. And, and it's not that it's predictable because it's not because sometimes you get like two heavy hitters against each other, mm-hmm, like Swerve mm-hmm. and Moxley, where you're like, I don't know who's going to win this. But for the most part, it kind of does suck for Garcia and a guy like Mark Briscoe because like 
yeah, like it doesn't really hurt him because they're already in that position, but I would have liked him to see some points on the board, you know. Um, he had the fighting spirit, you know, when uh, Eddie Kingston was chopping him in the corner, but he would still keep dancing and not stop the dance and showing that like he wasn't. You know, they even made it seem like they're, oh, the ref's going to call the match, uh, uh, call the match off because he's not stopping chopping him while he's dancing in the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was hard to watch. It was, it was, and, and then you had the, ele- the other element of daddy magic on commentary. Which has been really good because he's been on commentary for the past every the last couple of Daniel Garcia matches that Daddy Magic has been on. His commentary has actually been really good. It's been I, great. I wouldn't mind him being on commentary, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I think Nigel McGinnis might get to him and be a hater. Yeah, but I, I but what they're trying to do is like you know Daddy Magic's had issues with Garcia not taking his wrestling seriously and mm-hmm. caring about the dance being more over, and in Daddy Magic's eyes. That dance once again cost Garcia a big opportunity, a big match, and there's gonna be more to play out on that. So it's not like Garcia is just like left with nothing to move forward with. I just wish he had some. All I'm saying is I wish he had some points on the board, but yeah. also Eddie Kingston made this crazy. I'm gonna put both my titles on the line. Too. Yeah, it's like it was. There was there's a, a lot, lot riding on this. Match. Yeah, yeah. I will say that I do find it a little bit contradictory that Daddy Magic is upset at Daniel Garcia considering that you guys were in the Jericho Appreciation Society and your name is literally Daddy Magic. Knock it off. Like, like, come on, come on now. Like, be for real, be for real, be for real. You guys I are- forgot what his, what's his actual name again? Matt, Matt Menard. Yeah, Matt Menard. Like, yeah. bro, <laughs> you, guys went, you guys said we're gimmicking it up and now you're mad that somebody's living the gimmick because it's over. If Even if I'm a lose, at least I got my damn dance. What do you got? What do you got? Yeah. You know what I mean? It sounds like jealousy. Yeah. It sounds like jealousy to me. Only thing I remember that Daddy Magic has ever said is, you want to know what makes Daddy Magic nipples hard? That's the only thing I remember he's ever said. That's the only thing. <laughs> he's got a voice. He can cut a solid promo. He actually cut a good promo on social media after losing a match uh, not too long ago. But it's just, I don't know what they're going to do. Without an entire group with Daddy Magic. We know what Angelo's kind of moving to do with Ruby oh, Soho. There's something going on over there. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's madly in love. There's a whole Bollywood film happening over there. But uh, a rom-com. But, uh, um, yeah, with Jake Hager, Danny O. Garcia, Daddy Magic, those are the three. Where it's like, okay, where are they all going to go next, these three parts? Like, mm-hmm. Anna Jay's kind of moved on. Angelo's in love. What are you three going to do, so? You better figure it out soon. Ladies and gentlemen, you better figure it out soon. If you want to leave a super chat or a humper chat, we are at the main event. We are at the home stretch, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I got to put over five foot again. The best five bucks in the business. Get your scoops from us. I've got an interview coming out. Me, I interviewed a wrestler. Could you believe it? Oh, my God. You can see that on five foot. So let the, buy, the best five. Are you, allowed to say, are you allowed to say who? Um, I guess. Am I? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll let the, you guys. You guys gotta. You gotta go Patreon. and subscribe to Fightful.com, yeah. Patreon, Fightful, <laughs> the five dollars, fifty-four dollars in the business. Listen, you're gonna see it. We're all gonna be here, and I want you guys to do the Q and A with Sean Ross at the Q and A with Grapsity. All that fun stuff that happens over there on um, Fightful Select. Best five thousand in business. We do have another super chat. I'm sorry, a humper chat. Bizarro, Big L. Big Humper Chat, Big Bizarro saying, if Swerve is bringing the Mogul Embassy, Keith is Keith Lee is bringing Shane Taylor promotions to the fight. It will stay 1v1, but Shane is going to 
Sorry, my brain just blue screen. Uh, but Shane is going to play on Bishop Khan's loyalty, former member of Shane Taylor Promotions. So Shane brings in one or two in his crews, and you got meat. And y'all know I love me a good meat match. When you had said earlier, Justin, you think I have too many belts? There's not enough belts. There needs to be a meat division. Somebody. <laughs> the meat division is genderless. Are you over 300 pounds? <laughs> In comparison to your size, do you look like you could throw a cow? Welcome to the meat division. <laughs> they just throw away the FDW title, bring in the meat title. Bring in the meat title. And his uh, big E's face on the front. Like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> big sloppy man slapping meat. Big, uh, big meaty man no slapping 30, meat. I don't yeah. want a 30 minute classic. <laughs> Those are some of the best matches. Yeah, I remember when we had All In and then the week after we had All Out. And I'm like, I don't know if I can go to the pay-per-view. And then Miro and Will Hobbs were just slapping me. Bro. So. <laughs> and the crowd just, meet. Yeah. Meet. I'm, I'm here for it. I mean, there was a lot of, there was a lot of meat slapping in this next match, even though Brian's a smaller guy. Honestly... Ladies and gentlemen, we are at the main event. I'm going to keep my negative Nancy opinions to myself until oh, the very I end. I want to know here. the negative Nancy opinion. Oh, it's going to come out. It's going to come okay. out. It's going to come out. Because I gave my one negative thing about the Orange Cassidy thing. I want to know. I got to. I got to get through this. I have to be professional. Professional wrestler. Professional first. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, the match that Nigel McGinnis has been looking forward to the whole night finally comes. We got Brian Danielson versus Brody King. I forgot what Nigel said in the beginning, but my first note literally is Nigel is a professional hater. <laughs> and this is, again, coming from the same company that employs Stokely Hathaway, who said during the summer that Ring of Honor deserves a champion that doesn't smell like Newports and Burger King in regards to Eddie Kingston. That's some hateration. And Nigel McGinnis, you're a clam digger. Your wife beats you. You got one eye. You're no good. You don't want to. Nigel McGinnis is a hater. <laughs> so at the beginning of this match Brody King was beating the ever living crap out of Danielson um, so much so that his eye patch got ripped off more blood more blood there's definitely more blood I don't know what happened guys but we are here <laughs> follow me at the wrestling class I'm so sorry yeah, follow me at the wrestling classic. Watch my interviews, uh, write articles. I have a podcast. Look up the TWC show wherever you listen to podcasts. You find all my stuff. I've interviewed Stoke Gold, Steve Austin, Bret Hart, Trish Stratus, Nick Wayne, Ricky Starks, FDR, Malachi Black. You name them. I've interviewed them. Check it out. Yeah, I got OG interviews with MJF and Mariah May before they made it to the big time. We'll hear their stories. But we're back to the blood. <laughs> So I've also interviewed got, Brian Danielson, but yeah. I have a Twice. very fancy mouse that has a million buttons, and okay. I hit one of the side buttons that said that was the back button. I don't know why you decided that's the back button, but that's what happened. My apologies. I'm I'm new here. Um, I don't usually go here, and you left me here by myself. <laughs> Imagine getting left at Disney World. See you in six all hours. These people, all these people watching for you because they know you and you're familiar. Like, 
he just left this guy here. And he I've never seen here. wrestling a day in my life. I don't even know what professional wrestling is. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I was like, um, I'm this guy you guys are seeing for the first time. I took my hat off and uh, she disappeared. <laughs> when the world needed her the most, she died. <laughs> Ray Witch is about to blow up with her negativity. Fightful kicked her out. <laughs> Sean Rossap got me, gal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Let's get back on track. We got this. Y'all be in the home stretch. So yeah. at this point, Danielson's patch is off. The under patch is off. The ref is checking on him. He's like, do you still want to compete? Do you still want to go? And Danielson's like, give it. I don't hear no damn bell. So Brody King squishes this man twice on the outside, gets back into the ring to restart the um to restart the count. And by this point, Danielson is bleeding from the same injured eye. I wrote Yam Bag City, so I mean somebody got hit in the wiener. Um, there was a clothesline. Oh, Danielson got hit with the Yam Bag City because he ended up being on the top rope in the middle, and then Brody King get that man with a clothesline from hell. And I'm like, yo, Danielson is dead. I like I watch Impact every week, and people die every day, B. <laughs> so, but they see, literally that- kill. They literally kill people off of their show, bro. Which I think is mind boggling. <laughs> Eric Young got murdered, bro. <laughs> I don't know, didn't like, doesn't like that though without who's a Sue Young where like everyone's just killing people off the show. Like people be Young murdered technically off. died, came back as Susie, technically died, came back as Susan. <laughs> they went into a different universe somewhere in like 2016, 17, and they never left. I love impact. Impact <laughs> is fantastic. <laughs> so oh boy gets the clothes eye off the rope, but it's only a two. So now, Brian Danielson is about to go into a mega overdrive. He starts hitting Brody King with the stomps, trying to get him to go out. He's like, no. Hitting him with the elbows, no. But somehow, through the elbows, ref don't stop it. Brody King gets up, hits old boy with a Death Valley driver on Danielson, but it's only a two. Danielson somehow recovers, hit this man with a psycho knee, and then Brody King kicks out at one. It's like, I will not be put down. I will not die. This man has to take three, four, five, six, seven million psycho knees before he gets the um the pin. I um, listen, I I absolutely positively adore, <laughs> admire, and love Tony Schiavone. He's the voice of my childhood, as cliche as it is. But uh Dennis hit that first psycho knee, and he's like, that is, is it one psycho of my... or is it psycho? Because I think it's the psycho, but you, you call it a psycho knee too. I don't know. I like I personally. Personally, I like your version better. I like the psycho knee. I think of because Brian Danielson is a psycho. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was psycho knee, and I'm like, this man is M. Bison out here. But this is AEW. We're, we're gonna call it suicide dive, a tope suicida, and we're gonna use all the foreign names. So it's a psycho knee. But um, but the best thing was Tony Schiavone. It's like, um, I know what he was trying to say. He's just older now, and sometimes he doesn't get say that is one of Brian Danielson's moves. <laughs> I'm like, no way, Tony. And he's like, one of the ones that usually finishes it off. But like, when he was initially, he's like, that's one of Brian Danielson's like moves. Like, no, no way. He's trying his best, bro. (laughs) Cut some slack. He's trying his best. (laughs) But um, great match. I thought it was great. Did not make did not make Brody King not look like a threat at all. Actually, made Brody King. I don't know, maybe it's happened in the past and I just don't remember, but this is one of the first times I was like, oh, Brody King really looked like a dominant monster in this yes. match. It was hard to take down. 
I will say my critique and my complaint is from the moment this tournament was announced, I'm like, oh, so this is Brian Dance's retirement tour. That's fine. But commentary, besides Nigel McGinnis being a hater, all night was putting over that every man, whether you are in the gold or the blue league, is beat up. Is beat up. Everybody's beat up. Everyone's hurt. You've been competing, yeah. competing. I think in this situation, Danielson could have taken a loss. He could have absolutely taken. Yo, Brody King beat him up. And this man is wrestling with one eye. So you telling me that this man with one eye who's always bleeding, who's who who comes back from the brink of death every so he John Cena in in the video game, everything 99. You can't take this man down. You feel me? Like, I don't think it would have hurt Danielson. And I'm not a booker, so this is just me and my my lizard brain. So forgive me, y'all. But I don't think it would have hurt Danielson. I think putting Brody King there would spice up the tournament. It's not like it's not like Danielson is gonna lose. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just I just like, it goes back to what I said when we uh talked about the Garcia matches. I just I thought this tournament was gonna elevate and make a newer like new stars. And that's, I'm not saying it hasn't necessarily, but when your top guys in the tournament are Brian and Moxley, mm-hmm. it kind of pulls me off, you know, because it's like we've done this before. I mean, when uh, the second time Punk left and they had to crown a new champion, it ended up mm-hmm. being Brian and Moxley in the finals, or like we we sang this song before. Um, you know, when they did their first Owen Hart tournament, and I was thinking like, oh, this would be a good place to maybe let Darby and Ruby win. They let Adam and Britt win, and I'm like, neither Adam or Britt really needed it at that point of their, like they're already over. Yeah, uh, I feel like AW is a really like when they do something for the first time and it's the first time they're doing it, they have a hard time really using it as a vehicle to elevate new stars, but just being like, look, the first time we did, the top guy won. And that's like, no, this could have been like a breakout tournament. Because you do so many tournaments, yeah. this could have been a breakout tournament for uh, these younger guys and this new Triple Crown title championship. But I I listen, I, I'm a huge Brian Danielson fan. I, like I said, I've interviewed him twice. You can watch one of them on my YouTube channel called The Wrestling Classic, cheap plug. But um, I, I, I've been a fan of his for years. He's such a cool guy. I've hung out with him a ton. Um, Moxley's the man. I was uh, From the moment I first saw The Shield, he was like one or two for me the entire time. Uh, I don't want to see either one of them win this. Yeah, I don't think they need it. Like, you could have really... I mean, with Eddie Kingston putting up his belts, I think you could have really done something special here for Eddie Kingston. Even for Eddie. Yes. Even for Eddie. I just don't think it needs to be Mox, and I don't think it needs to be Brian. And I want to personally avoid it being Swerve because I think there's bigger things on the horizon for Swerve. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. Because I don't want him to get stuck with these three titles and be like, this is your award for being who you've been and how we built you. Like, no, I think... Somehow he does really good in this tournament, but then he moves on to bigger things. Like, we get Swerve in that world title picture eventually. So, like, it it should be an Eddie Kingston. It should be a Mark Briscoe. It should be a Garcia. If you're going to keep that All-Atlantic title in Orange Cassie, and that's what it is, like, that's what that title Mm -hmm. means now. And, oh, and Christian's a TNT championship, which that's good. The top-tier title, you know. Then make these titles on someone... Like, I don't know, that's younger that can prosper from it. And, you know, I don't know. Or someone who's on the rise who could (laughs) use a little push over the edge. That's why I always will say Eddie Kingston, because unlike Darby Allen and um, Orange Cassidy, who get beat up the whole match and then win, people 
automatically want to root for Eddie Kingston. If you made Eddie Kingston your first triple crown champion, can I you imagine? The, the dark horse in this might be Andrade. I would love that for Andrade. There's so many names in this tournament, like you said, where it doesn't need to be Mox and Danielson at the yeah. end. Yeah, it could be Roosh, which I'm not like fully behind the Roosh movement. I, I think he's great. I just I haven't been fully investing. But Andrade is someone like that's a dark horse. Eddie Kingston could win this. Um, we know Mark and Garcia are technically out. Jamie mm -hmm. was technically out. Um, but like, look at the names I'm saying. Like, all these guys could have been elevated in this tournament, but it's just it's a lot of Brian and Mox. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do have another super chat here from our good pal Braden Senpai. Thank you so much. I think you have to catch the BOC for the belt. I saw a sign in the crowd that said that you should have to catch the take the belt off of Orange Cassidy. I don't hate that because it's new. It's different. I'm all about doing new things here in AEW land. I think that'd be, it'd be, Don Cows would be insufferable, TLDR. And I love Don yeah. Cows because he's already insufferable. <laughs> but you, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. no. I was just, I was literally just going to say, I don't know if they know what to do with Orange Cassidy if he doesn't have that belt. I don't want to agree with you, but I think you're right. I don't want to agree. Like with they you. will, really they would, right. they would find something for sure. I just don't think they're like, what is there? I don't know. Maybe, maybe like John Moxley, have him take a break. <laughs> let him go to Disney World. Let it, let it, let me let him go to the French Alps and get a massage. Because I will say Orange Cassidy and John Moxley. Every time they want to take a break, something happens, and here they go back again. So yeah. they both deserve to go to Disneyland, and Tony Khan deserves to give them personally a, a deep tissue massage. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that was Collision on 12-16-2023. Justin, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Justin, where can people find you if they're interested in more of your wrestling content? Um, Firstly, I'm going to say subscribe to my YouTube channel because I should – probably try getting more subscribers i don't promote as much as i should so it's really just the wrestling classic on youtube uh please subscribe there's a ton of interviews there and old twc podcast episodes um and plus a bunch of other random stuff uh but the main hub for me uh is the wrestling classic on instagram uh i do have a twitter it's twc worldwide follow me on there too i'm not as popular on twitter I should probably raise that as well but instagram is my main hub you click the link in my bio you'll find links to all my important stuff articles etc etc um and i would appreciate the support and uh I'd love to. I, I, I'm very appreciative for you guys having me on here on this Collision Post Show for Fightful. I've, uh, I'm a big Fightful fan. I've, I've followed along, uh, you know, the website for years, trying to get my inside scoops. The best five dollars in the business. Oh, he's already ready. Listen, I'm not the scoops girl. The only scoops I got yeah. was ice cream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anywhere else? Where was your? What's your Twitter? What's your? Uh, I think the Twitter's TWC worldwide because the wrestling classic's too long for Twitter. That's the only thing. But everything else is the wrestling classic. YouTube, uh, Instagram, um, TikTok. I got like forty five thousand followers on TikTok. Um, it's also the wrestling classic. It's just Twitter's TWC worldwide. Fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Cresta Star. You can find me everywhere on the internet at Cresta Star, except for X, Twitter, whatever the kids are calling oh, it. Oh yeah. It's Cresta the Star. Elon Muskrat got me, girl. But that's fine. I'm still here. I'm like a cockroach. You can't get rid of me. And much like wrestling, we love you guys. And we're here at the end. Don't forget to leave us a thumbs up if you're watching wherever or you're listening wherever. You guys have been fantastic. Justin, it's been fantastic with you. And guys, take care of yourself. 
and each other. You could have been anywhere on the internet, even the hub, but you were here with us and we appreciate it. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Bye-bye now.